Thank you for joining us. The Dacus Report is on the air to defend your religious freedom, your parental rights, and other civil liberties. And now, with the latest information, is your host, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Uh, We have many uh, issues dealing with the COVID-19 virus, the the, the new Delta, uh, you know, extension, the, 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 the um, you know, issues that are involving that. Well, today on today's show, we're going to talk about uh, the recent orders by President Biden uh, to make vaccinations mandatory for a particular group. Help me do that. Uh, we have with us here Michael Peffer, who's an attorney and constitutional law attorney and the head of the Southern California office for PJI. Welcome, Michael. Great to be here. Thanks, Brad. Uh, Michael, there are, are so many controversies taking place, so many people desperately seeking help, yeah. uh, whether it's employees, <laughs> students, business owners. I want to start right off and let people know about something that we have put together, very special, that can help them and streamline the process to help them get the, the assistance that they need uh, in a very timely manner. Absolutely. We have actually created a portal off of our website, pji.org, that gets you sort of straight to the information. And uh, you click on the banner, you move into that, and it it tells you, gives you a video, gives you the question and answers that we have prepared, uh, that our attorney Ron Hackenberg has prepared and kept up to date with. And uh, it also gives you kind of the elements of an exemption letter. And so we we don't give you, you know, what you ought to put on there, but we do give you the elements you need to cover. Uh, So for instance, that you need to cover about that you're objecting to the vaccine, and then you need to state your religious basis for that vaccine. That is, you know, what is, um, what are the reasons pursuant to your belief structure that you don't want it. And then finally, you have to ask for an accommodation because accommodation is really the key word. More accurate probably than, than, although they're used interchangeably, than exemption. Yeah. And uh, and we have clear federal support for this uh, under Title VII, Section 701J. That's right. A federal law that protects, as I understand it, just about every employee in the United States. Yeah. to be able to lay claim to this uh, exemption, religious exemption. But just the problem is that most people just don't know where to go, what to do. That's right. Uh, our own website last Friday crashed. That's right. Because of the, the number of people wanting assistance, uh, our phones have been ringing off the hook. Right. Uh, but uh, the, the, the website is now up. Right. We've actually broadened the, 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 the span, the, uh, the, the, the breadth of it, if, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, and at the same time, uh, pr- uh, prepared this uh, wonderful resource that can streamline the whole process. And then if anyone ever has any questions, uh, our staff can, can help work them through that uh, to make sure that what they're, fe- what they're feeling is, is truly represented uh, in that, uh, that paper. And then we'll, of course, represent them uh, without charge if needed to protect their rights. Yeah, and one of the most important things about this that we're dealing with is the ignorance of employers oftentimes. They believe that they get to choose. Oh, it's our choice whether we get this, give this to you or not. They must, they must, if you state a sincerely held religious belief, they must make good faith efforts to accommodate your religious objection. That's the law. And that law applies 
throughout all these United States. Uh, no question about it. That, that's 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 settled law, actually. Yeah. And the, so that's the, the light at the end of the tunnel. That's right. And it's a big light yeah. for people who who discover it, that they actually do have rights, uh, whether they work for the private sector or the government. That's right. They do have rights. Now, they need to be bendable to some degree, right? So let's say they have a religious exemption to a vaccine and the employer comes back and says, well, okay, then you, you wear a mask, uh, maybe an N95 mask. Yeah. yeah. Generally speaking, uh, does the, can the employee say, no, I don't want that, that mask. Uh, I don't want to do anything. I just don't want the vaccine. Uh, yeah. that's, that, that stiff attitude, stiff attitude, it may not work because they have to, the obligation is to reasonably accommodate, uh, you know, not to necessarily have to give in to every whim of the employee on the matter. That's right. And it's, that's a really important point. People need to realize that, look, you can put whatever you want. You can ask for whatever accommodation you want. But the more that you put on the employer, the more restrictions you put on the employer, the more likely an employer could win if this goes to court because the, they, all the employer has to show is that there's some minimal burden that that this places on them. So we don't recommend that. We recommend that you say you, you got to choose in some ways with the, with the situation we're at right now until we get some cases before the Supreme Court that reject the, the vaccine case, Jack Jacobson. We, you got to give a little bit, and that may include wearing your mask, Getting some tested, uh, you know, we a lot of people are against the PCR test. We've been suggesting, why don't you suggest the, the saliva test, which is way less invasive mm. and way more accurate. So things like that can be done, but we, we don't recommend that you put a lot of conditions on not getting the vaccine. Yeah, and the PCR test, for those who may not be aware, that's that long sort of flexible <laughs> little straw thing whatever yeah, i'm not sure how flexible it is yeah it's it not very flexible <laughs> and they stick it up it's like this long it seems like and they stick it up your nose and then it goes down yeah and it was so uncomfortable and then i find out that it actually uh, has a, a chemical which is proven to be a carcinogen yes uh so it's uh i think it's a, a it's ethyl uh, Mycoline or something like that. Yeah, ethyl, uh, yeah, ethyl, ethylene. Like oh, here we go. Ethylene oxide. Yeah, there okay, we go. very good. That's I pulled right. it. <laughs> ethylene oxide. So it's a, it's a carcinogen. Yes. And so people are having to take this every week, uh, with they stick this thing up and then, uh, or twice a week. I mean, I'd have a problem with that. But if the employer says, okay, we'll let you do a saliva test. Yeah. That's pretty reasonable accommodation, especially if the employer pays for it. Sure. Now let's say the employer doesn't pay for it. Let's say he says, no, you've got to pay for it once a week, twice a week to keep your job. That might actually be coercion and uh, coercive. And that's Agreed. not a, and if that's a coercive, it's not a reasonable accommodation, is it? Yeah, exactly. When we start to talk about excessive costs that are being placed on an employer that's seeking accommodation, we are starting to talking about coercion. And courts have recognized this. You mean on the employee? Yeah, I'm sorry, on the employee, the, the by the uh, employer. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, it's not something that, um, you know, they ought to be able to do. And so I think the cost of tests, you know, for instance, if, they, if these are medical workers in California, that's two tests a week. So two tests a week, just you know, do the do the math, and it's it turns out to be a real burden on the employee. Oh yeah, it, it definitely does. And as far as the employer goes, let's say because we've I've talked to business owners, CEOs, I had a conference call with a number of CEOs on this. They were under the impression 
that they should require the vaccine to protect them from liabilities. Uh, that may not actually be an, an accurate assessment of their risk, is it? Yeah, I think at the minimum, if you, an employer, as a condition of employment for an employee, required that they get this vaccine, at the minimum, you definitely could be looking at workers' compensation claims if they get sick because of that vaccine. And so, or die, or die, God forbid. Yeah. And and so, yeah, the, the, look, they're not the scot free here. So, uh, we just urge, uh, look, employers, we understand that this is inconvenient for most employers as well. They they don't want to be in the policing business, but the government has sort of put them in that. So, be wise, be wise about how you're handling this. Yeah, in fact, we have you know counsel to to businesses on how to deal with this uh, in terms of. You know, you know, making maybe even making vaccines available if they want to be vaccinated, uh, but at the same time, for those employees who have a say a religious exemption or just you know uh, feel uncomfortable with it, the employer can say, say okay, um, uh, all right, uh, very well, uh, I'll, I'll make sure that you're seated at least so many feet away from other employees. Uh, we'll let um, employees also announce to employees that if any of you feel uncomfortable um, as far as where you're seated, uh, seated next to someone who may not be vaccinated, yeah. let me know. We'll accommodate you. Uh, we have masks available for those who've been vaccinated, those who have not been vaccinated. Uh, but you know, they but to, to go so far as to require every employee absolutely to be vaccinated or they lose their job, that can be in the long run very, very costly. You know, we, we have like over 6,000, some say over 11,000 people that have died from the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, that's indisputable. Yeah. So if I had an employee and I required them to take a vaccine, I'm an employer, and that employee dies, yeah. uh, we're looking at a mega workers' comp claim that could uh, be a financial, a major financial burden in the long run for my business. Absolutely. And we, we highly recommend that employers... Uh, they can contact us and we can do this research as well. But employers make sure they understand what exactly their local and state authorities are requiring of them. I'm aware of very, very few um, things that are mandating employers to do this. They, what the government is hoping is that employers will do the government's dirty work. <laughs> Right. And 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 force these people to get the vaccine. So perhaps a good way to do this might be to say, you know what, folks, this is what the government wants everyone to do. It's your choice. You get to decide whether you get this vaccine. But the government has asked that you all be vaccine uh, vaccinated, and that might immunize them a little bit from this. And it also would be very good for employee relations. Yes. We return. We're going to talk about some more serious implications. Uh, dealing with vaccine mandates when we return right after this. Pacific Justice Institute is here for you. Defending faith, family, and freedom all without charge. We're almost entirely supported by concerned individuals like you who believe in our work. We invite you to prayerfully consider joining our support team by making a one-time donation or becoming a monthly financial support partner. Visit our website at pji.org and join our team today. Welcome back. I'm Brad Dacus, president and founder of Pacific Justice Institute. Michael, uh, we know that the big fear for many people is the federal government ordering vaccinations, mandatory vaccinations 
not respecting medical exemptions or religious exemptions, we've now seen the first step of that horror uh, already coming to pass with a recent order by President Biden. What's going on? Yeah, President Biden has previously uh, ordered federal agencies to vaccinate, but that's different here. Now they're saying all nursing home staff um, uh, need to be vaccinated. Whether or not it's a private business or not, they must, all nursing home staff has to be vaccinated. And uh, this is seen as the first sort of foray into telling the public everybody's got to get a vaccine. And, and that's dangerous. It, it, it really is dangerous. And what they're saying is if the nursing home doesn't enforce this, then they could be at risk for losing uh, Medicare and Medicaid dollars. And that's a big deal for a nursing home. Uh, that, that basically is, hey, we're going to shut you down if you don't make your employees get this vaccine. Now, many people at first blush, when they hear nursing home, they think of Mario Cuomo, Governor yes. Cuomo, uh, and sending all these people back to their nursing homes and thousands and thousands of them dying. Yes. They think, oh, we don't want to see that happen again. Maybe it's a good idea. But there's a big factor distinguishing that from where we are today, uh, isn't there? Yeah, yeah look, the, 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 what happened there Obviously, uh, hopefully the uh, former governor will, um, uh, you know, pay the price for that. But but here, what they're what 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 is happening now is that almost all uh, people of that age group that are that are subject to nursing homes have already been vaccinated. Right. So the thing, it's so it's a non sequitur because <laughs> is it is the vaccine efficacious? Does it work? If it does, why are you taking these draconian measures? Yeah, we're looking at like probably 98, maybe probably 99% plus of those in nursing homes have been vaccinated. Yes. And there are some who are not vaccinated, but for good reasons. That's right. There's people with medical issues, uh, immune uh, issues, immunity yes. issues, immune diseases, where uh, such a vaccination could be fatal. Yeah. Where doctors have, have said no, um, this is not advantageous. Uh, you know, you could have, like you know, I've heard of cases where, for example, those with MS or recently discovered MS who are being on, on new medications and, uh, and and new treatments, doctors are saying no, do not be vaccinated. Yeah. We do not want you to take anything that's going to disrupt your your uh, rebalancing of what we're doing in our treatments. Yes, there's no room for those exemptions right. there. This is a, 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 based on what we received. This looks like it's a, it's an absolute mandate, whether it kills you or not, whether you have ten specialists, uh, medical doctors, uh, saying you shouldn't have it. The government, the bureaucracy say, is saying we know what's best. We, the bureaucrats, know what's best. We, the president, know what's best. We're going to mandate you to have a, a vaccine. Yeah. I see this as potentially causing some serious uh, unnecessary fatalities for those in the nursing homes who, uh, for probably good reasons, have not been vaccinated. That's right. And we want people to know whether or not the mm -hmm. government says, oh, you can get exemptions or not, federal law says you can get exemptions. So if right. you have a sincerely held religious belief, Title VII isn't waivable. They can't say, oh, Title VII doesn't apply anymore. So we we're, we stand ready to challenge yes. this for the those people who have a conscience reason based on sincerely held religious beliefs. 
We stand ready to assist those people, whether or not they work in a nursing home. Uh, we, we know these are among the most conscientious people in, right. in, in, in any business are the people that work in these uh, uh, nursing homes. And, and darn it, they would push these guys to the point where of this, that, I think that's really offensive. So uh, here we have uh, the fact that almost all the, the people in the nursing home have been vaccinated. Yeah. And we have this, this mandate from President Biden that the employees, if you work in a nursing home, have to be vaccinated, even though the patients are already allegedly protected. Yeah. Uh, and yet... Uh, this administration is seemed to be going out of its way not to in any way acknowledge the statutory rights of these employees. And that's to not be vaccinated with a religious exemption or medical exemption. We can't count on the government to let people know what their rights are. That's right. We, we can't. And, and look, let's face it. It's very tough. I was speaking to a um, somebody that I know well and, and, and they're a medical professional who advocates for vaccines. And I was saying, listen, the distrust and the problems that people have, it's their fault. It is not the fault of ordinary citizens. It's the fault of the government for giving so many mixed messages, for botching of many of these uh, attempts to inform people. So people already have a mistrust that's been created by the government. And now uh, we're seeing this. It's hard not to think that, well, we're going to do this really to... to you know, cure up some bad images that the Biden White House has right now. And and so it's a, it's a way to take a take the spotlight off of that. Yeah, there's definitely some bad images they're having to deal with, which is another. That's another story. Another all story altogether. Yes, right. uh, in fact, I've made a point. I don't even like to watch the news recently. It's Me just too. been so heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, the, but we'll, we won't go there. Um, now, so here we've talked about the federal mandate regarding employees working for nursing homes and the threat, the real threat, that they may stretch their hand of control in our lives to other employees and other sectors. Yeah. You may be those who work for retail, grocery stores. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, it's very alarming. They may even try to mandate uh, you know, people and employees of churches and Christian schools, for example, and teachers. Yeah. Um, but now let's let's shift it. Let's talk about a new wave of tyranny coming in on the consumer side, not the employee, employee side, but the consumer side. Yeah. De, uh, mayor de Blasio, mayor of New York City, is, I understand he's instituting uh, segregation in New York City with stringent, uh, a stringent vaccine edict. Uh, what is this vaccine edict that he's coming out with? Yeah, basically, the, 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 the mayor here, and I use that term advisory because they've got a lot of problems there. But but the bottom line is the mayor is basically saying you have to have a pass to do business. I think they call it an Excelsior pass or something. Or a vaccine like, pass. Vaccine pass. And so um, and and other than that, you you it's you can't do business. So it's creating a class of people, the non-vaccinated, and and I think um, his uh, vaccine mandate for the Big Apple. Uh, it's they noted that there's uh, the lack of exceptions for immunocompromised people and other ADA exemptions or institutional uh, things like uh, sincerely held religious beliefs. But anyway, they're saying that this is going to create two classes, a segregated class of people that aren't vaccinated. So they're the untouchables over there. 
And I think this is going to, one of the ways this is going to backfire is the research has shown that uh, huge swaths of minority people have, are not able to have access to the vaccine. So what, what, are, you, what, what are they doing? This is going to affect those families even more. And, and again, it's just showing the evil that is become of all these mandates. Now, I've heard, though, that the vaccine is pretty much anyone who wants the vaccine can get it. That's what I've heard as well. But the reality is, particularly in, in minority communities, a lot of them feel fearful of it, uh, as well as a lot of Americans. Yes. But, but it effectively is going to have this edict is going to have a, a greater burden potentially on minority communities because a larger percentage of them have not had the vaccine because they don't trust government yeah, as much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, and I, I get that. But when a, a reporter, uh, uh, if he, when they asked uh, regarding this, this uh, you know, they asked uh, the representative for de Blasio's office you know, whether or not they're going to accommodate people with immune issues uh, with medical issues, immune, uh, immunocompromised yes. issues, you know, um, they were told, no. They said, here's what they say, they say, quote, uh, he said, the reporter said, immediately they said no. And before I even finished my question, I, I said, uh, there are, uh, are there uh, any medical exemptions? No, is their response. He said, seriously? So he recalled, uh, you know, to, uh, to host, uh, this is what he recalled to giving to a, a host on a show at Fox yeah. News primetime. But uh, this is, uh, I mean, it's outrageous. You're telling people who are disabled, people who have medical conditions, there's no exemption for you. Uh, you will not be allowed to go into the grocery store, potentially, to, right. to buy what you need to go into the pharmacy to get your medicine? Yeah. Because you haven't bowed the knee to the almighty mayor, de Blasio, of the city of New York? Yeah. And, uh, and we're talking here about customers so they're not protected by title seven which That's deals right. with employer employee employers yes. yeah. employees uh, so we're talking about customers uh, what remedy do they potentially have uh people who you know for say you know medical reasons for example uh cannot get the vaccine what remedy do they have to be able to buy food and not starve to death yeah, well, one one thing that I think will be uh, um, effective is that almost every state has what's called public accommodation laws. And among the things that those public accommodation laws restrict is discrimination based on sincerely held religious beliefs or against disability. Uh, and so I think that these are going to be become potent tools. We've seen it work against us in, in trying to, to find, uh, you know, make a, a medical professional perform abortions and things of that nature. But uh, this, I believe, may well be an effective remedy in most states that have these public accommodation laws. And uh, I know that California, uh, New York, other most states have these. So that's a, a first step. Okay, good. And then the ADA is still the ADA. ADA, that's right. So if someone has a yeah. medical condition, they can make a claim under the ADA. And that deals not just with rights of employees, but also the rights of consumers to that's be able right. to get goods and services. That's right. That's why we have those ramps built uh, on, on many stores you know, that were built uh, so they would have access to get goods and services. Absolutely. People who have disabilities, for example, uh, or even a mental disability. Uh, that could possibly qualify as a medical health exemption under the ADA. So yeah. I think we're going to see this more and more expand as uh, we continue to shake our fist 
at the holy and righteous God. Yeah. Uh, I think and that's gonna, really I, the point, is that we are rebelling against God. The government aspect of this is really small when compared to what, as you point out, well point out, we're toying with God. We're rejecting his plan, not the government's plans. Yeah. And, and people saying that, that they know what's best. That's right. And uh, they'd rather be, to, to quote out of 2 Timothy chapter 3, uh, they'd rather be lovers of pleasure right. rather than lovers of God. That's right. And uh, I think that's uh, verse 9. No, no, it's, anyway, it's up there. Maybe verse 5, yes. verse 6. Okay. But uh, it's, it's a reality. And yet uh, we, as people of faith, have hope, particularly if we can have the freedom uh, to live our faith, share our faith, and practice our faith, which is exactly what we're working to do. Indeed. So, folks, there you have it. It's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brad Dacus, president and founder of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms. Pacific Justice Institute invites you to join in the fight to protect our religious liberties. Consider volunteering in one of our California offices or become an affiliate attorney. Visit our website to find out more pji.org. And while you're there, subscribe to our Legal Insider to keep updated on all of our current cases. Pacific Justice Institute. Together, we can make a difference. So folks, there you have it. It's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brian Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms. Thank you for listening in today. To find out more about the Pacific Justice Institute or the Dacus Report, call 916-857-6900 or log on to pacificjustice.org.